Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Zach Gray. Zach, are you ready to do this? I'm excited. Excited to be here. Excellent. Let's do this. Zach is a CRPC and LACP. He is an investment advisor, representative with Wall Street Financial Group. He's the author of The Retirement Roadmap and the host of the Journey Through Retirement radio show. I'm excited to have you on. Zach, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sounds good. I um, got involved in this business about, oh, 13 years ago now, and um, started right out of college. Um, started for a captive company, and um, that was a really good way to get involved in the business for me. I was exposed to it while I was in college. And really, there were some things there that happened for my grandparents, of all folks. And I'll kind of get into that maybe today with a little bit more of our story. But it really kind of shook their retirement. They retired right around the turn of the century. I went to college, you know, right at about that same time a few years later. And um, that being said, it really kind of took me from an education path. I was going to be a teacher into finance and, and obviously into kind of the financial planning arena. I worked with that captive company for several years, almost a decade exactly, and uh, this fiduciary rule came around and really gained a lot of steam and and gained a lot of traction, and it really opened my thought process to becoming a fiduciary and, you know, and really kind of focusing in maybe more on just the financial planning arena. We were doing a lot of insurance and things of that nature as well. Uh, But that being said, um, definitely have a life outside of this. I have a cattle farm. Uh, it's kind of a, a hobby nice. slash business, yeah. That I'm passionate about. I always tell people that I go from, you know, boots to wingtips in the morning, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. And if it isn't that keeping me busy, um, I have uh, a beautiful wife at home, and uh, we've got two daughters. Row is three, and she is full of energy. Uh, Winston is just turned one, and she's starting to walk and. We are actually expecting twins this fall. Oh, my so, goodness. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little background on me, a little bit of business, a little bit of personal. Two little girls and then twins coming up. Life, as you know, it is about to get different. <laughs> yeah. It's so, going to get wild. For sure. So so what was, uh, what was the experience with your grandparents? So... Um, you might remember right after the turn of the century what happened to the stock market, but um, my grandmother had had you know lived anything but maybe the the perfect life as you would imagine. She was a single mom, raised four kids, my father being one of them, and uh, did really what she could to provide for them. You know, worked multiple jobs and just kind of has that storyline. And she finally gets to a point where she starts to save for retirement and things are looking up. The market's been doing really well. Um, the, the nineties were a great time as far as market performance. And she's looking at her statement and she's kind of doing the math on things. And it looks like everything's going to be fine. And, uh, she actually had just recently remarried, uh, to a, to a gentleman. Harold was his name. He did happen to pass away a few years later. And when they were looking at their entire picture, they thought, boy, we can make this work. 
they decide to retire and well, the stock market really takes a big hit. My grandmother didn't know how risky she really was. You know, she had saved some money, but she had not saved um, an absorbent amount of money. And she was using a little bit of that money. And obviously with some of those stock market declines, boy, she really capitalized on a lot of those losses. And that was kind of one of those things that opened my eyes up to understanding that, you know, people don't always know exactly what they have. You know, they don't understand the ins and outs. And we start talking in financial speak, as, as I'd like to say, and all of a sudden it gets over their head and things get confusing. And next thing you know, something uh, goes a little off course and, and voila, she's dealt some, some bad cards. And those things combined with the fact that Harold, which was my, I guess, step-grandfather on that side, you know, his health took a turn and he ended up passing away after needing a little bit of time in skilled nursing home, which is very expensive. And, you know, his pension also took a cut uh, when he passed away. One of the social securities for the household also passed away with Harold, as you know. And all of a sudden, what was going to be just fine turned into not so fine. And that really kind of took my focus to say, I wonder if I can help some more people like my granny Joyce, right? Because it's one of those things that when something like that really hits home for something that was supposed to be okay, that's what really opened my eyes up to getting involved in this industry and, and then hopefully be an advocate for folks to give them some, some material, give them some education on, you know, some things to be thinking about. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that very much, and I do agree with you that we, it, if if you're being in the industry, you do get caught up in this financial speak and sort of the minutia of all of it, and you sometimes can lose touch of the fact that there's a ton of people out there, probably almost half, that really don't have any idea about what stuff I have, if I have any stuff at all, and is it invested in a way that's suitable? It's it probably turns into sort of a financial junk drawer that you just sort of throw stuff into and then don't think about it for years and years and years. Exactly. And I can't agree with you more there. And that's kind of where this concept of what we call our financial roadmap process. And I, I have written a book It's called the retirement roadmap. I kind of just play off of the general idea that, you know, we wouldn't take off and, and head for the West coast without a bit of a map on where we're heading. Right. I mean, it just, probably goes without saying that we're going to punch in some GPS coordinates or we're going to get some data pulled together. Obviously, here's my map analogy and start to lay out where we're heading and how we're going to get there because you're right. You know, we do come to this, I like to call it kitchen drawer. You just called it junk drawer mentality. And we're looking in a scenario where we have this old 401k and we kind of tuck it away or we buy this insurance product and we you know, slide it into that same drawer and these little things, if you will, start to add up. But sometimes there's not a lot of action on where it's going to take us. And my hope is, is that that book can really shine some light for folks. I wrote it very short um, just because I think it's um, something that I struggle with is, you know, keeping my attention there for a long period of time. And so I kind of really got down to some bullet points about saying, hey, you know, here's some things to be thinking about as you go forward. And obviously our hope is with our financial process that we can really lay out that roadmap, make sure that we're heading down the path that we want to go on. And 
you know, get back on the right road if, if we get off course. And I think that folks need to have that type of relationship with any financial advisor, whoever they're working with. I think that that's what hopefully folks will, will start to get more and more of. Yeah, I appreciate that. So what are some of those keys? Well, I think that I, I kind of break things down, I guess, into four quadrants, if you will, when it comes through our process or really going you know, through and reading my book. I think it comes down to income first. Right? We, we focus a lot on a written income plan here in this office to start to understand at least our best guess for those that are leading up to retirement and really look at the true data for folks that are in retirement to say, where is the money going to come from? And I'm sure you've heard this several times and I've listened to several of your podcasts now and it's been talked about, but we all go to work and get a paycheck there at the end of a two week time span, or maybe it's every week. And in retirement, you want the same thing, right? You want to have an idea of where your money is going to come from. So I think that the income plan is something that gets probably uh, not enough attention as we go throughout this planning process. Where is that paycheck going to come in throughout our retirement year? So it is first and foremost on our list. We want to look to say, what are all the cash flows that are coming in? Let's go ahead and make sure that we factor in expenses, which is another thing that I think folks really miss the boat on from time to time. And I'll touch on that a little later on, but it is super important for someone to understand where do all the income sources start to come into the household? How does that look versus our expenses? And let's not forget things like cost of living adjustments. Let's not you know, forget the fact that our investments can go up and can go down depending on how risky they are. And let's not you know, forget things like even inflation for that matter, right? I mean, it's going to cost a little bit more to live 20 years from now than what it likely is today. So income is first. After that, I bridge that directly to someone's investment plan. We have to look at the investments. You have got to understand, for example, back to my grandmother's story, how risky you are. She didn't know. Um, like you just said, we get into the weeds sometimes of this kind of what we've been calling financial speak here, and it gets confusing. And people don't understand really all, all of kind of how that plays out, what that means for them, and even what sequence of return risk is. And I mean, we just don't wrap our minds around it enough. And that being said, I think we do have to look at saying, what are these investments for? You know, if we've shoved all these different, you know, things into the kitchen drawer to the junk drawer to steal your terminology there, George, it's one of those things to say, well, what are we going to do with these things? How do they support our plan? Making sure we understand risk. We understand where we're going to get the money first, that we really start to understand how can we squeeze some more out of that. And that sometimes bridges me to the third thing that we talk about, which is tax efficiency. And um, I'm a big believer in saying it's not how much money you can stack on the, the table. It's how much you actually get to haul home with you. And I think that that is one thing that we sometimes miss as well. You know, things like this, you know, Roth IRA and Roth conversions, they've gained a lot of steam in the last really decade or so. And I think folks really need to think about maybe moving and shifting some dollars to something that'll get them a little bit more tax efficient, if not only for themselves, because I, I'm a big believer in thinking that taxes might go up in the future instead of go down in the future. 
I also want my accounts to grow. I, I understand that inflation is likely to be here, which might make us spend some more money. All of those things support that. But the one thing that once again hits home with my grandmother's scenario is she went from a married household to a single taxpayer household just because Harold, we called him Howie, Howie passed away. And all of a sudden her tax bill went up substantially for her to live the, the same type of life, right? So I think that looking at tax efficiency is important. And then I'll wrap up quickly by kind of a catch-all, which I consider to be longevity planning. And that longevity planning or kind of estate planning wraps together a lot of things, but one of which is healthcare. And, and I have not touched on the fact that my grandfather on my mom's side, uh, he's been paying out of pocket for nursing home coverage for my grandma, Marilyn, uh, for well over a decade now. You know, he's gone through well over a million dollars to the nursing home. And, um, you know, he just didn't see that coming. She was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease very early on in life. And because of that, she couldn't get that type of long-term care insurance that, that they might have been looking for. And, and obviously, it's become very costly. So, Kind of a long-winded answer, but I'll wrap it up by saying you got to look at income, you've got to look at investments. Taxes are very important. I think they're on sale right now. And then make sure that you're planning for kind of the, the long haul. Make sure you're thinking about things like healthcare, estate planning, and so forth. Excellent stuff. And like you've never heard the term junk drawer, I have never heard referring to taxes being lower as being on sale. And I think that that's an excellent way to frame that. So. <laughs> All right, man. That that that's that's a lot of good stuff there. And I think thinking about your retirement in terms of just the money coming in, like like your paycheck, you know, it kind of hit your bank account every two weeks or however often you get paid, and people still want that, right? It's a simple way to think about it. And then it's a matter of, well, is it going to what else is going to affect that? And I need to really look and see, okay, how are taxes going to affect that? Because it's not just going to be the amount that I think is going to be coming in by my projection. It's also going to be how much is going to be coming after taxes come out of that too. So sometimes we do get wrapped up in really, really complex stuff like we've sort of been talking about, but you need to get down to the fundamentals of how much money am I actually going to be taking home with me when all is said and done? And that's got to be the most important thing for people. And that worry about longevity planning. We're going to probably live a lot longer than we expected to. And in doing that, we're probably going to deal with more health things, not necessarily terminal, but maybe chronic things. So it's so much to be thinking about. Do you find that, that that's sort of over, sometimes overwhelming for people or is it just a matter of education and then taking it one step at a time? Well, we do a lot of educational-based events. You know, we do a lot of workshops, and we do some work at uh, some local community colleges of the communities we serve. And I am always surprised at the amount of folks that are thirsting for that knowledge. And it really seconds my opinion on making sure that we get out in the community and spend some time educating folks with really no ask, right? There's no fee. There's no um, catch. There's no obligation to do business with us. Now, I will say that it does typically add to our business because I think if someone can come from a real genuine place and no different than yourself, right? With this podcast, you know, you're just looking to really, you know, get the word out there and hear some different ideas from some different financial folks. And, you know, I, I think it's awesome, you know, what, what you've done here. So, I mean, I think it's kind of the same concept, 
we do try to make that process, though I you know, made it sound fairly lengthy there just a moment ago, we do try to keep it as simple as possible, right? We plug in kind of all these cash flows and we try to plug in, you know, just kind of this almost doom and gloom type scenario because we want to show someone worst case scenario, this is how it looks, right? And with a full disclaimer that, hey, you know, anything can and very well might happen. But I think it's important for folks to understand, here's a really basic income plan. Here's some real basic information about your investments. And what we found is, is by the time that we, we put all that information through, we've really tried to simplify that. So we'll show them Morningstar reports and we'll show them a lot of that data. One other software piece that we use is called Riskalyze. And it really takes complex information and it plugs it into a one to 100 scale of how risky you are, for example. And so I like that in the fact that, you know, people don't understand standard deviation bell curve data, right. but they do understand that, hey, I'm a, I'm a 55 on a 100 scale or I'm a 75 on a 100 scale. And I don't really know that that, that makes sense for me. Or several times folks will come in because our niche really is, is getting people that are thinking about retirement. So usually that last decade or so until retirement or obviously into their retirement years. And they'll come in and say, you know, uh, if I were to guess, I, I'm fairly conservative and we'll show them that, well, you know, you're scoring near the risk of the marketplace. I mean, did, did you happen to know that? And many times that's you know, obviously a really eye-opening experience. So yes, we do have to make sure that we're trying to keep things simple. And I think that that is another place that sometimes we as financial advisors really get into the weeds too quickly. And we assume that people know too much. What I've come to find out is with that income plan, people want to know that they're going to be okay. I mean, that's typically the one question that they'll ask is they'll say, Hey, you know, I just, honestly, I want to know that I'm all right. If I retire in two years, or I, I'm going to be okay for the long haul. And then secondly, on the investment side, yeah, we will try to break down really basics as far as how much risk, how many fees and things of that nature, but we do have to keep it simple. And we have to, to your point, figure out where's that paycheck going to come from and, and how long is that going to last if we do plug in things like inflation, you know, what happens with taxes and, and how does that all look long term. Good stuff. Well, Zach, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? This one's going to sound very, very foundational, and I'm sure that it's been said before, but please take the time to plan. Um, I know that that sounds really, really simple, but, you know, as you've probably heard the statistics sometimes, George, it's, uh, it's amazing how much time we spend planning for a vacation, right? It's like 10 to 12 times more time planning a vacation versus what we do planning for retirement. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can take a look at wallstreetfinancialgroup.org. It is a .org website. So wallstreetfinancialgroup.org. You can actually get a free copy of my book on there. So, you know, please take a second, jump on there. You can learn a little bit more about myself and my team, and we can even send you home with some some material that I think might improve your financial planning. Excellent. 
Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Zach your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go, go to wallstreetfinancialgroup.org and check out all the great stuff you just mentioned. Thank you again, Zach. I appreciate your time, man. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!